You bring that food home, whatever it costs, you prepare it, you cook it, you serve it. You, you want food for your body. And oh, so much time and energy goes into that. But this is food for the soul. This is for eternity. And we, we would lament to miss a meal at supper time, breakfast time. We want to eat. And the newborn Christian has that same desire. I can't afford to miss a meal. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher, and we're on the air again to bring you the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Today we're coming to the second part of the message, Desiring the Sincere Milk of the Word, that we may grow thereby. We have Valerie Moniz to sing, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, and we begin with our question, Why Become a Christian? Answer today, Because eternity is forever. How long is eternity? Christians sing about heaven. When we've been there 10,000 years, we have no less days to sing. Eternity is equal to infinity. It has no beginning and no ending. It cannot be divided nor compartmentalized. It is a continuous, unending existence. In the flesh, we can calculate the average human lifespan. Actuaries do it all the time for insurance companies to plan their retirement packages. The Lord has stated that man's life on earth shall be threescore years and ten. But that is not the end, for life is more than flesh. The first man was created in the image of God and received the breath of God whereby man became a living soul. To have a soul means that we shall live as long as God lives. That is the soul of the matter. With eternal existence, we will either live with God in heaven or separated from God in hell. The Lord Jesus, the great teacher, prophet, and shepherd of his people, spoke of the rich fool. Being a farmer, he enjoyed abundant crops, planned to pull down his barns and build greater. Building bigger barns was not the real problem, but his prosperity made him foolishly rest on earthly goods and a long earthly life. He said, I will pull down my barns and build greater. There I will bestow all my fruits and my goods, and I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Well, it never happened, for God said to him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? This man thought he could live a long life. He made no plans for life after death. He didn't even think of death. His goods were safe, but his soul was lost. God has set a date for us to meet him in eternity. It is a set date in the plan of God. We will never run away from meeting God in eternity and facing the judgment seat of Christ. That is a divine appointment. The Bible states it is appointed unto man once to die. After this, the judgment. Once that judgment is meted out, your eternal state is final. There is no returning and no changing 
your eternal destiny. That is why you must become a Christian now, while you have life. All the promises of God for salvation are for the now. Second Corinthians 6, 2, For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Tomorrow could be too late, because tomorrow you could be in God's eternity. Let's unite in prayer for a moment. Father, we thank Thee today that we can come to Thee, to the throne of grace and prayer, and plead with Thee for help. We thank Thee for those listening in who have made the great decision. They are saved, redeemed. They are bought by the blood. Their name is written in the Lamb's book of life. But, O Lord, there are many around us who are lost, and they do not know that eternity is forever. Lord, will you bring them that word and cause them to seek thee? We pray that the preaching of thy word today will have the desired effect to bring men to the feet of Jesus, to be saved, to be washed in the blood, and to be sure of heaven. O Lord, we pray that you'll take your own word, use it for your glory, extend your kingdom, and grant that your blessing will be upon your people. And so we ask thee to remember every hearer today that your grace will fill their hearts and the blessing of God will be upon our souls. We ask this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and for his glory. Amen. We come now to this message on First Peter 2.2, 2, on desiring the sincere milk of God's word. And as a grandfather, I can assure you, the joy of watching a child drinking that milk brings joy to a parent, to grandparents, and all who love the child. And our Heavenly Father wants to see His children drinking the sincere milk of His Word. May He bless you today. As we dig into this book... And we begin to know what's good and evil, what's right and wrong, what pleases God and what God hates. Then we grow in our hatred of sin and our love of righteousness. And of course, we need the Spirit of God to strive in us that we may put away all sin. And the Christian life is a life of continually repenting, putting away, laying aside those things that are not according to the will of God. And as we give ourselves to this word, just as little children, as they give themselves to the milk, they grow. They grow stronger. Their faculties develop. Uh, their brain develops. Their uh, ability to express and indicate their wants and desires and their likes and dislikes. They grow and develop as a Christian, as a newborn Christian. You're to be growing in the likeness of the Lord and putting away all of these things. The Psalm 119 is, is filled with these exhortations. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed to God's word? Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. This word, as we've learned recently Sunday mornings, is our labor. The labor is 
that bowl you look into, you see the defilement. And then there's the water to cleanse ourselves. And this word cleanses our minds. Paul spoke in, spoke in Romans 12 of renewing our minds. Renewing our minds. And that's a process, by the way. That's not, that's not just something that happens once. Now, you're born again once. The Holy Spirit comes to live in you at conversion. But this renewing of our mind, it's going to go on all the days of our life on earth. That's why there's never a time when you don't need this book. There's never a day you don't need to spend time in God's Word because we to be renewing our mind. And let me assure you, the more you grow, the more you develop your spiritual faculties, the more sins you'll find. The more things that you will discover are malicious or are hypocritical or envious or evil, and your ways will change. Your mind will change, and your ways will change. And you will be changed more and more conformed into the very image of the Lord Jesus. So that's the sanctifying power of this word. So we have looked, uh, first of all, at the testimony desiring the word, the sanctifying power of the word. Now I want to come to the responsibility of receiving it. How are we to receive this word? Well, as newborn babes. And that means eagerly. Babies are our example in this. Have you ever watched a child sucking a bottle? It will suck and suck itself out of breath until it has to give way for the air to get into the bottle. Now, I know now they have these disposal or these collapsible uh, bottles that, you know, they just sort of shrivel up whenever the milk is going out of it and the child doesn't have to stop. And that's because the child is eager, eager to drink. Now, eager is a very good description for a child gurgling down a bottle of milk. It's also a very good description for a new Christian in the Bible. I can remember as a new Christian, I was still on the farm. Work was going on all around me. And I had a little Bible inside the toolbox of the tractor. And it was silage time. And my job was to bring the trailer from the field into the, 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 the yard of the silage pit. And sometimes there's, you know, a couple of minutes wait in time. It wasn't always synchronized at the time you got back to the field uh, that the trailer was ready and so on. So there may be a couple of minutes waiting time. And I remember getting out that little Bible and reading, reading the Bible. Just a few minutes at a time. This was new. And I was keen to get every minute I could to get into that word. Because we want to grow. We don't want to be stinted. We don't want to be held back. And just as children need that milk to grow, Christians need the Scriptures, need the Bible to grow. How are we going to grow in prayer? How are we going to grow in our testimony and walk before man and before God if we don't feed eagerly on the Word? We're also to receive it for eternity. Because this is soul food. When you think of all the effort, the energy, the time, the expense that we put into putting food on our tables. Most people go to work because they've got to eat. 
I want to be able to go to the grocery store and buy food. You bring that food home, whatever it costs, you prepare it, you cook it, you serve it. You, you want food for your body. And oh, so much time and energy goes into that. But this is food for the soul. This is for eternity. And we, we would lament to miss a meal at supper time, breakfast time. We want to eat. And the newborn Christian has that same desire. I can't afford to miss a meal. And the effort, the time, the energy that it requires, it's worth it. It's well worth it. So we're to receive it eagerly. We receive it for eternity. We're also to receive it simply. It says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. Now, milk is very different from strong meat. Very different from what you have to use your teeth and your uh, chewing abilities to make it palatable. The milk for the newborn Christian are the basic doctrines of the gospel, the plan of salvation. And let me tell you, Peter, he jumps right into it in verse, chapter 1, verse 2, and he gets right to election. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God. He doesn't count that as something that should be kept away from a new Christian. It's still milk. And certainly the gospel, that's the milk of the Christian. And we as a church, we ought to be providing milk for souls that need the very basic truths of the gospel. If we had a ministry here that was always on end times, eschatology, uh, you know, the battle of Armageddon, and all those issues that people get excited about, but did not give the milk, would be feeling. And there are some unbalanced, I would almost say sometimes unhinged people, and they are so caught up in the weird things that they forget the milk. A Christian can never get away from the milk. No matter what other food you're eating, you still want that glass of milk. And the Christian's the same. So we're to feed it upon it simply. And my job as the preacher is to take the things of God and make it simple. And I've got to work really hard at that. I've got to take hours and days coming to this book and presenting it simply. I don't get paid to make the simple things of God difficult. I get paid for making the simple things of God more simple. That's my job. That's my task. We're to feed the flock. We're to give food that's convenient. Milk. And the day that you stop wanting milk is the day you stop growing. You stop growing. Receive it simply. Receive it soundly. The sincere milk. Undiluted. Milk usually is 2%. Whole milk's approximately 4%. Sometimes it's even higher. Depends what the, the cow is being fed on. Uh, you can have creamier milk than that. But you want genuine milk. In the Greek world, Peter was saying this because of the Greeks, they used to have a, a problem of watering down the milk with chalk. And of course, they could put in so much chalk and so much water and dilute the thing. And then what will they have? Not true milk at all. And milk, of course, has to be handled very carefully because of bacteria and has, things have to be clean. It has to be pure, clean. 
And all milk goes through a, a whole uh, pasteurizing process these days and a filtering process to get all uh, the bacteria out of it. How do you receive the word soundly? Let's be very practical here tonight. How do you insist that you get the word of God soundly? First of all, you need a faithful translation. That's the first thing. You see, what we have here tonight in the English language, the Holy Ghost did not inspire Peter to write in English. I hope you know that. What we have is a translation. And this year we are celebrating 400 years of the gift of the authorized version of the Bible. But it was not the work of the Holy Spirit. It was the work of a committee in England commissioned by King James. Commissioned by him, but he had no part in the translation work. It was given to a committee. And they were to do the work of giving to the English people a faithful translation from the original languages into the English language that they could call it the Word of God. But it's a translation. Now, all such translation work, some are going to do it better than others. And there's some out there that's absolutely pathetic. It's like the difference between reading uh, journal work like Time magazine and some going to say the Beano, but I'm giving away my age here. Some comic book. And they've got this all portrayed in, in gimmicky ways. But true linguistic work is to be faithful and accurate and reflecting the original picture of the truth. That's what we need in the Bible. And we'll probably get to that sometime this year of why we still use the authorized version of the Bible. After all, it's 400 years old. Do you know anything else that's 400 years old that we're still using? And many people are amazed at this. So you need a faithful translation. You also um, need a church ministry that guards its doctrine. And that's where a confession comes in. And to guard the doctrine, you have a confession that everybody agrees to this is a statement of my faith. This is the interpretation of Scripture that I subscribe to. And the Westminster Confession of Faith is that document that sums up. It doesn't, doesn't make the thing very simple, but it sums up the truths contained in Scripture. And in this denomination, the Free Presbyterian denomination, every minister... And every ordained elder must subscribe to the Westminster Confession of Faith as the statement of doctrine of their own personal convictions. And on that basis, they serve the local church. That's a safeguard. That means that I cannot come here next week and teach some weird, radical, off-center, disturbing truth or lack of truth that keeps us consistent and faithful. We also, we need a preacher who fears the Lord and who trembles at his word. Isaiah 66, to this man will I look, he that trembles at my word and is of a contrite heart. And then you need to be a Berean 
Acts 17, the Bereans search the scriptures to see if these things be so. And it is your task as a worshiper, as a member and adherent to ensure that the word of God is preached faithfully. And then you bring your family and your friends and your neighbors and you uh, bring them to hear the truth that is preached from the pulpit in your church. And thereby, we have the sincere milk of the word that is sound. The other thing here is to be received regularly. It says in verse 4, to whom coming as unto a living stone. That statement, to whom coming again and again and again. It's in the continuous tense, to whom coming. And of course, you are looking for the Lord, and you're looking for him in the scriptures. We're to receive it devotionally. We're looking for the Lord Jesus in the Bible. The Bible is not the object of our faith. We've established that. Christ is. It is Christ in all the scriptures that we're looking for. And when we come to the Bible, we're not just want to fill our heads with facts and figures and history. We want to see the Lord. We want to know the Lord. We want to have him speak to our hearts. And that becomes the thrill of our Bible time, Bible study, Bible devotion, when we come to hear the voice of the Savior speaking unto us. So we are to receive this word regularly and devotionally. There are some sermon tasters, there are some Bible students, and it's all about academia. And the preacher can present some mighty treaties of logic and bordering on philosophy. Oh, it's wonderful. But the question really is, what does it do for the heart? Does it convict of sin? Does it reveal our need and show us our failures and lead us to the cross, to the sufficiency of Christ in all his grace to sinners and their needs? Yes, we need this word devotionally. This concept today of doing our devotions, sometimes a very feeble thing. But if you are coming to the Bible, reading it devotionally, it means you're devoted. You want it to lead you in your true worship of the Lord and true fellowship with Him. I read this from an author who actually was writing on the, the tabernacle that we've been studying. And he gave this little poem. I'm acquainted with the author, and I know God's word is true. In times of grief, it brings relief and tells me what to do. Oh, I dearly love its pages, for I've found the rock of ages. I'm acquainted with the author, and I know tis true. That sums it up tonight. May we as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby.
You're listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of our Free Presbyterian Church. This is Pastor Ian Gallagher. And again today we want to mention this little booklet, Profiting from the Word by Arthur W. Pink. And this section on page 33 is on the Scriptures and Christ. Search the Scriptures, said the Lord Jesus. And then he added, For they are they which testify of me. They testify of him as the only Savior for perishing sinners as the only mediator between God and men, as the only one through whom the Father can be approached. They testify to the wondrous perfections of His person, the varied glories of His offices, the sufficiency of His finished work. Apart from the Scriptures, He cannot be known. In them alone He is revealed. When the Holy Spirit takes of the things of Christ and shows them unto His people, in thus making them known to the soul, he uses not but what is written. While it is true that Christ is the key to the Scriptures, it is equally true that only in the Scriptures do we have an opening up of the mystery of Christ. Just a little extract from the book, Profiting from the Word by Arthur W. Pink. If you'd like to have a copy of this, we will gladly send it to you. And I trust you'll give us a phone call or an email. You can go to our website, uh, the announcements are coming up now for all the details, and I trust that the Lord has already blessed you and will continue to bless you through the ministry of God's Word here on this station at this time. So thank you again for your presence, for your time, and for your interest in our ministry. Tell others, please be in prayer, and we look forward to hearing from you. Just to know that you're listening in to the broadcast. May the Lord bless you richly. Until tomorrow, we thank the Lord for another opportunity to let the Bible speak. Again, thank you for listening to our broadcast here today. If you'd like to hear this program again, or if you would like information about our programming schedules across Canada on various stations, and if you would like the information on how to donate and support this ministry, go to our website, ltbs.ca. Thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you as, again, we let the Bible speak. This broadcast speak. comes to you today from the Free Presbyterian Church in Cloverdale, located at 187 Avenue, Surrey, at the corner of 188th Street and 58th Avenue. On our website, you can find gospel articles, links to our sermons, and our gospel booklet called A New Beginning. There you can find a link to our Sunday services that are broadcast online. For all this information, please go to our website at cloverdealfpc.ca. You're warmly invited to attend any of our Sunday services at 10.30am and 6pm to meet with us as we worship God and to hear the preaching of His precious Word. We also meet for Bible study and prayer at 7.30pm every Wednesday evening. Our Sunday School for Children and Adult Bible Class meet every Lord's Day from September to June at 9.30am. You can contact us using our office number, which is 604-576-1091. Alternatively, you can email me at pastor.cloverdealfpc at gmail.com. Again, for all this information, please go to our website at cloverdealfpc.ca. 
Our burden is that you will hear and understand the gospel that will lead you to know the Lord Jesus Christ and his great salvation. And this is Pastor Andrew Fitton. Thank you for listening today and be sure to listen Monday to Friday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. and on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on this station for our full or church service as we worship the Lord through the ministry of his word.